It's six o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for the happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy that exists on the internet as a podcast and streaming with comedians. And yay, everyone's still alive. Hey, and we have audience members tonight. Clap it up, real people with souls. Oh my God. Comedians are soulless monsters throwing every relationship under the bus for stage time. Ha <laughs> This was a fun Christmas for me. I spent it not with any family. Yay! Because I don't have any. Hooray! It's exciting. Uh, I'm your host today, Pam Benjamin, and it's a new year. It's 2022, and I am uh, feeling it. I am feeling this new year. And I'm gonna, we're gonna see what's gonna happen here with our comedian state. I don't have my board op today, Chad Stein. He is feeling uh, Omicronish, maybe. I don't know. It's, um, but he's going, he's being safe and he's getting tested. And, and the problem right now is that a lot of comedians can't come out because the testings are so overwhelmed that you can't get your results back in time and all these other things. <laughs> but everybody be safe and all that kind of fun stuff. All right. We've got comedians. We're going to tell jokes. Uh, this is the minute horn. Right now, we don't have a lot of comics, so usually it's only four-minute sets, but we're going to make them five-minute sets. Whoa! Whoa! At least for the comedians that are in the room right now. We'll see what happens to the rest of them. Uh, your first comedian. Oh, he's so funny and wonderful, and he was just on a show with me uh, Wednesday at Asiento, and just so funny. I like to call him the jizz master. <laughs> <laughs> just because of the, it's just the joke about the sock. It's you and socks and the, your sock joke. Anyways, put your hands together for your first comedian of the night. He's so funny and wonderful. Connor Lonsdale. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. I thought you were going like, to come up here and do a set. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just go right ahead. Um, I shaved my pubes, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a, that's a rough one for me because I got really hairy legs. You know, so now I'm doing a fade down my thigh. I don't know how to do that. I'm halfway past my shin before I realized I fucked it up. No, I got to go to my barber. Walk in there with my pants down like, man, help me out. Line me up. People are like, oh, you shave your pubes? You want you trying to make your dick look bigger? You want to make your dick look bigger? Yes! Yes! I heard it would make my dick look bigger. You heard of this one? You haven't heard of it? He doesn't need it, folks. Let me see your dick. It's okay. You don't have to. I heard it would make my dick look bigger, but now it's just way easier to see how small my dick is. Who the fuck is J.D. Power, and why is his opinion on products so highly regarded? Who are these associates? Like, oh, you know J.D. from Scrubs? Nah, Power. Him and his boys fucking love this truck, dude. Oh, well, DJ Weakness said that truck is garbage. You're going to trust someone with a name like that, Weakness? What the fuck am I even talking about? <laughs> I would only trust uh, DJ Weakness if, if he was an actual DJ. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I was watching a commercial. There's a commercial for Icy Hot. 
featuring Shaquille O'Neal. And uh, he rubs it on, and his entire arm bursts into flames. And then the flames are extinguished by ice, you know, just crackling down, freezing over his whole arm. And at the bottom, it says, dramatization. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, because I thought they were going to have to amputate Shaq's arm due to frostbite and heat bite. And I, that's gross. I don't want to look at that when I'm watching Inside the NBA. I already got to look at Charles Barkley's fucking sunken alcoholic eyes <laughs> and Kenny Smith's teeth. Ugh. Who's Who needs the dramatization? Who's seeing that? Like, I hope I'm not buying that. Mm. You guys like my haircut? You like the mullet? Thank you. What was that? I'll take it. I mean, you heard earlier. I call I call the haircut. I call this vaccine in the front, ivermectin in the back. I was in a bar some the other day, and some lady told me, "Oh, your your mold is very polite." Like, what the fuck does that mean? She's like, you know, it's not like other mullets. It's, it's she just stopped short of saying, it, you know, it looks a little less racist. I speaking of mullets, happy anniversary yesterday, you guys. Yes. January 6th. I can't believe it's been a whole year. A whole year since I almost killed that bitch Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> so close. What else? There I there was a new another one. Oh, I'm uh I'm unemployed, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, man. You hear a lot of uh, conservatives be like, oh, we can't be given unemployment because then people just won't get a job, you know? I'm here to tell you they are right. They are absolutely 100% correct. Why would I go get a job? Thank you. Just every two weeks. You looking? Yep. <laughs> I'm looking hard. Okay, I'll make you guys hate me before I leave. Um, you, you heard this term, boy genius? It's kind of a common term. You've heard it a lot in pop culture. You never hear the term girl genius. <laughs> never heard that. I think that says a lot about our society, you know? Mainly that women are stupid. <laughs> boo! Boo! I'm kidding. Of course, there's some girl geniuses. Velma from Scooby-Doo? No, we just called them witches and burned them, didn't we? That was... All right, guys, my name's Connor. Thank you very much. Connor Lonsdale. Penny. Penny from um, Inspector Gadget. She's also a girl genius. They are all fictional characters. That's very, very true. Everybody clap more for Connor Lonsdale. Yay! The patriarchy is real. Yay! And about Nancy Pelosi, dear God, I didn't know I didn't know Skeletor had a sister. All right, your next comedian. She's so funny, and um, and she's a. I mean, I'd like I'd like to believe that we're like buddies in real life, and she's so so funny, and one of my favorite comics on the scene. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you. The trouble with me is I still have hope. And so I hang around expecting good shit to happen. 
Not all the time. Come on, I'm not a monster. But sometimes, yeah, let's have something fabulous take place. That's why I like insights. Insights give me something to live for. They're like building blocks of knowledge and understanding that, understanding that propel me forward and up, much like a good bra. <laughs> Out of the depths of depression, boredom, and apathy where I usually reside. <laughs> depression, boredom, and apathy, how may I direct your downward spiral? <laughs> I had an insight yesterday. I realized that I wasn't supposed to grow up. My parents didn't teach me everything that I need to know to become an independent adult. I don't know how to balance the checkbook. I'm lost when it comes to sex. And if it weren't for my drug addiction, I don't think I have anything to call my own. <laughs> so yeah, I still like insights. I have a, I have a hope, I still have hope. I hope that I have an insight that'll make a significant difference for good in the world. And then I can write a joke about it and tell it to you fuckers. <laughs> and the circle of life goes round and round. Okay, that's a new one, we're breaking on that one. Cauliflower is not the problem. Brussels sprouts are the problem. <laughs> you don't start out being a stinky vegetable that everyone hates, get a nose job by some food scientist, and then you're the hot shot staple on the menu. All the Brussels sprouts are, are pouting. It's so hard being everyone's favorite. You don't do that. What if every vegetable had it, got it in his head to be, like what if bees got it into their head that they wanted to be the new hot shot thing on the menu. What then? You don't see beats going, oh, I hate, I hate myself being a beat. It's so hard being sexy. I want to taste like a cheeseburger. I fucked that one up. All right. There's nothing like saying oy vey. Oy vey, not even fuck or oh fuck or fuck you has that much going for it. All right, maybe fuck you, but oy vey says frustration Oyve says calamity. Oyve. It even says heartache and foreboding. Oyve. We dropped the toaster in the baby's bath water. So guess what we're having for dinner tonight? <laughs> Oyve. That took a dark turn, didn't it? Okay. I like that joke. That was a little dark. I like it. I want, was going to say uh, we're having pizza. Do you think I should say that at the end of that one? We're having pizza? No. Mm -hmm. Um, I typed a sentence today on my computer. That would have been cool. But then the computer read underlined woulda. It's a word. I would have gone, but I missed the bus. It would have been fun to see like that. You don't, you, you don't tell me it's would have. That, it's not would have. Don't give me that shit. You got two words. You have would and have. Chop off half because it's an SOB that owes you $250 from the time you bailed them out. Done. Gone. You get wood. You take the D. You pull it out at the end. You got woulda. You don't need have is what I'm trying to tell you. I should get out more, huh? <laughs> Probably. I used to be more in touch with my body. And not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? Jeez. No, I mean that awareness you have when you do yoga or exercise. I don't know. I don't do that kind of shit. Come on in. Oh, thank you. Hello. Come on in. I'm pretty much living my head. And don't take that the wrong way either, you twist it a lot. No, I mean I have conversations in my head to try to understand. 
Like, why is that guy frowning? Is it my fault? No, I think he's crabby like that. Are you sure? I think it's me. What I tell you what I am in touch with, my feelings, and I can feel you wanted a better ending for that joke. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. My name is Lauren. Give it up for Pam. Right. Lauren Crowd, everyone. Hooray. Hooray. Please do yourself a favor and go look up Giraffe Corner. Lauren is on episode like 53 or 54 now. It's been over a year and they're so funny and wonderful and weird. And she wears this giraffe costume and the giraffes talk to each other. They're just brilliant and strange. And do yourself a favor. Go check them out if you are having a weird existential day. Your next comedian, uh, I'm excited. He, he's, he's very edgy. His look belies the things he says. <laughs> uh, but clap your hands together, everybody, for Dorian Trong. Yay! Happy New Year, everyone. I don't want to ruin this for you, but uh, there's no way 2022 is going to be better than last year. 2021 has been fucking great to me, man. Nothing but good news with the Rona. Last year, I got to work from home. I stopped paying my landlord rent. Porn was still free. Amazing. What do I have now? I have to go back to work. I'm getting evicted. I'm back to masturbating on the BART. Oh. But yeah, I'm glad the holidays are over, you know? Just uh, I'm glad to be over, uh, you know, having those weird, awkward conversations with my family over, over the holidays. I spent Christmas uh, sitting across the table with my uncle who just got out of jail. The whole night he just kept asking me if I thought his girlfriend was hot. I'm like, bro, I don't know. Can we like talk about politics instead? Shit. I uh, recently had to end a relationship and it was probably the worst thing I've done. <laughs> you know, you date one beautiful girl and you think you're hot shit. I'm not. You know, I'm uh, dating me is like uh, donating to a soup kitchen. You get a tax refund. You know what I mean? Like if everything goes well, then you know, obviously you're the better person, and my my life has been changed for the good. Thank you. But can you imagine serving at the soup kitchen, and then I take the soup? And I'm like, ugh, soup don't got enough salt and no ass. You'll be, you'll be furious too. Anyway, so I've um, I, I've been uh, spending a lot of time thinking about how to dismantle uh, toxic masculinity because I'm trying to get some pussy. And I think I know how to do it. I just don't know if we're ready for it. You know what I mean? In order to get rid of toxic masculinity, I think we're gonna have to round up and lock up all the mothers in the world. Like, who do you think taught me that shit? My absent father? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so you can tell I'm uh, having a hard time dating. I used to be a uh, 300 pounds, and then I uh, lost the weight because I didn't want to work on my personality. I, uh, I don't really got a face for Tinder. My face is more suited for uh, blind dates. 
and arrange marriages. Like, I'm the guy you match up with your fourth favorite daughter, the lesbian of the family. You dropped your uh, thing, ma'am. The other day, my uh, friend tried to give me some uh, dating advice. He said, you just got to be more aggressive. Stop being a beta bitch. And I'm like, oh, why'd you got to poke me in the chest like that, dude? I mean, to be honest, if, if this was like the Stone Ages, no way I'm an alpha male. I'm just admitting it right now. I'm actually a lazy male. You know, when all the alpha males are getting ready to go out and hunt shit, I'm like, I'm just going to stay behind and uh, protect all the old bitches. Which back then just means they're like 28 years old. Totally bangable. Anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, Pam. Yeah. Story and drunk, everyone. The patriarchy is real. He's, he's reminding me of a 1990s movie. Like, you can count the seconds before something misogynistic or homophobic is said. But, but double down with it, bro. Everyone has their own voice, and we are free speech, and I support you uh, as I support your next comedian. He's one of my, I mean, oh, my gosh, like, I'd like to think we're friends in real life too. Are we really friends or is this just, we're just like comedy acquaintances? I know I feel like, okay, he knows secrets about my life and he's so sweet and wonderful and he let me meet his girlfriend who is real. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langlands, yay! I'm gonna divulge my whole story before I go on. Just say Ian Langlands next time. That'll be good enough, okay? God, I was like, what? Are we friends? What is going on? Is my girlfriend real? I don't know. Um, I work at a pet supply store, and that's kind of like the last place on earth that I would ever lose faith in humanity, because good God. Have you ever talked to a dog person before? You've talked to them before. Now imagine talking to them in a space where they feel like they really matter and care, and I care about what they have to say. It's the worst, actually. And these, the questions these people ask, one lady came in, I swear to God, she goes, do you have any vegan dog food? Oh, God, no, I don't. That is awful. I, I don't even want to live in a world where there are vegan humans. Could you imagine if there were vegan dogs? Like a vegan dog, like at the dog park, there's another dog running around with a bone, and that dog's like, Psh, is that bone ethically sourced? I don't think so. It's like, fuck you. God. So annoying. I have to like bottle it up and like put on my customer service face. It's the worst. So the lady came in, she went through every single toy and squeaked all of them. She, and I was like, oh yeah, you're making sure you got the right one? She's like, yeah, you know, my dog's really picky about the sound. And I'm like, hey, this is an animal that eats its own shit, okay? It doesn't care about the sound of the goddamn toy, okay? Jesus Christ, she's like, it's like Napa wine tasting. That's how she's treated. She's like, mm, this is too oaky. Like, shut the fuck up, you know? I, um... Have you guys seen that new Beatles documentary on, on Disney Plus? Has anybody seen that? Yeah, yeah so that, it's really interesting. I, I wasn't that big of a Beatles fan, but it's, it's cool to see their whole you know, creative process. I, I like watching that kind of stuff. Um, but every episode is mostly just George, John, and Paul like creating this musical fusion together and they're really working hard and they're like really coming up with these great ideas but meanwhile Ringo's just like in the background not participating at all he's like looking up at the stars I don't know what he's doing but I was like what is this motherfucker on and I thought about it and I have a theory I think when the Beatles took two years off and they went to India and they dropped acid 
I think the acid changed their brains, okay? It reformulated the way that they think. And out of that came three musical geniuses and one retard. Now, <laughs> can you do me a favor and guess which one it is? I'll give you a hint. It's the one with the retarded name. Yeah, it's Ringo, of course. And before you're like against me because I used that word, whatever, like think about it. What was the music that motherfucker was writing? Octopus's Garden and Yellow Submarine. Come on, that's some real retard shit. Let's be honest. It really is. It's like Paul's like, you know, we really should give Ringo a song. And then John's like, I don't really want to give him a song. He's really into the aquatics right now. And I don't think it's going to be any good music. And like the lyrics aren't even clever. There's no deeper meaning to the songs. Like Yellow Submarine is just like, there's a blue ocean and a yellow submarine and there's fishes. It's like, okay, Ringo, you're just seeing the shit that are in the ocean. There's no nuance to that, you know? You know fucking that line, cuckoo, kachoo, that was all Ringo. That was all Ringo. They were writing the song, they're like, you haven't really added anything in a minute, Ringo. You want to maybe throw in a line? And he's like, cuckoo, kachoo. And they're like, fuck, okay. Guess we'll write it down. He's got to get royalties somehow, you know? <laughs> the name of the documentary is called Get Back. And I think that's just what they said to Ringo every time he tried to suggest the song. And they're just like, he, like yeah, yeah, I think we should do this with the uh, chord progression. And he's just like, I've got a song about kelp. And they're like, get back. Jesus. Who let him out? Give him a fucking juice box. Jesus Christ. So that's my theory. Um, okay. I, uh, you guys know those commercials where you're supposed to, like, donate to, like, third world countries like these third world children and they show all these like sad images of them and it's like supposed to be really nice and cool but I, I just don't want to give my money to a kid I know nothing about <laughs> like I'm really picky like I want to know what this kid does I want to I want a report card of what this kid is like because I don't want to just be throwing my money willy-nilly to this kid you know what if he's an asshole you know, what if he doesn't tell his mother he loves him? You know, that's what I'm worried about. Like, what if I donate money and there's like an update commercial and I just see the kid like playing with a fidget spinner while his mom is in the background like starving? Like, that's fucked up, you know? I just want him to take care of his fam family, you know? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny, you say things on stage, it's like, this is really funny, but then when no one laughs, you're like, wow, I just said that, didn't I? <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna end on. Thank you very much. Yay! Yay! Ian Langlands! Yay! Yay! Ian, you're lovely. You have to start reaching out because you're so funny and then you need to get booked on other people's shows, not just here at Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian, she is doing a set right now because she's booked at Cobbs. Yay! Tonight! So she's going to practice and it's going to be awesome. And she's incredible. Put your hands together for Davy Kirsch. Yay! Ian, you were very funny, man. I really miss people saying retard on stage. <laughs> it makes me really happy. And maybe we can talk later because I'm starting a master list of all the names for Down syndrome children. <laughs> They're always like almost a name, but not really like Trig or Chode. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, let me know if you guys have any ideas. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do my set right now that I'm doing tonight. I'm just going to fuck around. So I just wanted to talk about maybe abortions uh, and like vaccines and stuff because nobody talks about that enough. So 
Yeah, uh, my mom's like a vaccine conspiracy theorist lady. And, oh, thank are you one? Escort him out, please. <laughs> Security. <laughs> yeah, she was afraid that if I got the vaccine, I would become autistic. But I think that would be kind of cool. Like, autistic people make six figures in tech, and I'm a stripper, so. Yeah, yeah, she said that getting the vaccine could make me infertile, and... I mean, that would be pretty great because then I wouldn't have to get any more abortions. Yeah, my dad, I got an abortion. My dad's like, you shouldn't do that. They're dangerous. They can make you infertile. Like, that's great. Then I won't have to get another abortion. Like, are you noticing a theme here? I don't want any children. I will get more abortions. Yeah, I got an abortion. Uh, I don't think I've ever talked about this on stage before. I had an abortion. I took the abortion pill. It seemed cool because I love pills. <laughs> but it was horribly painful. <laughs> yeah, it hurts really bad. It basically makes your uterus contract until you like give birth to a dead fetus. So if you can get the pussy vacuum option, definitely do that. Yeah, shouts out to Pam. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> mother of uh, what? How many dead fetuses now? <laughs> Three. That's not that bad. My mom had an abortion every single time she got pregnant after she had me, so I don't know how I should take that. But yeah, so I, I gave <laughs> I gave birth to this like disgusting sack of like fluid, and I was like, wow, he kind of looks just like his father. Yeah, anyway, I feel bad though. I buried it outside in the backyard. But then the next morning, I realized something had dug it up and ate it. <laughs> Some kind of like critter. There was a bunch, yeah. So anyway, I, the next night, a little disturbing, I go to sleep and uh, my dog starts barking at something and I'm like, oh shit, there's somebody outside in my backyard. And I was freaking out. I go out there fully expecting to have someone trying to break into my house. And it was two raccoons fucking doggy style in the backyard. Yeah. So I guess they ate the dead fetus and it was some kind of aphrodisiac maybe. It was like an oyster, like a chocolate strawberry. Yeah. I don't know why I have to specify doggy style, like I was gonna walk out and see him doing missionary. <laughs> they should really call it animal style, but in and out trademarked that already, and no one wants to think about dogs fucking when they're getting sauteed onions on their double-double. Yeah, thanks guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, yeah, I opened for my favorite comedian recently, and uh, this is just like some advice, I guess, on how to network. Um, I dressed really slutty, and I had a bunch of cocaine, so <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering how to network, you know, that's how. That's how you network in comedy, so also be really big fans of comedians who are uh addicted to drugs and alcohol 
Okay, anyway, thank you. That's my time. Yay! David Kirsch, everyone! Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have nightmares now about raccoons digging up baby fetuses and fucking. This is, this is gonna be, you should make that into a cartoon. That's fucking amazing. No, if they ever, you know, don't they do that on the Comedy Central? They take people's jokes and then they make it in a cartoon? That's the one I would choose for you. Is that, yeah, raccoons in the backyard, like eating a little. <laughs> Uh, have so much fun at Cobbs. Have a great set. Do amazingly. Everybody clap again for Davy Kirsch. Yay! Yay! Oh, I wish I could have been a stripper too. Uh, no, really, seriously, I always wanted to do that, but uh, I was guy. I'm married instead which was a total waste of time. Your next comedian is just another lovely human being. We're in a rock block of super cool people. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Yay! Was it destiny? I don't know yet. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Oh my God, happy new year. 2021 is dead and now we get to go to 2022. I'm so excited. What are you guys doing this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? Oh my God, me too. I'm so excited. Anybody else like going to like orgies or massive cocksucking parties? Am I only, am I only, oh Connor, I wanted to say, um, very exciting. I mean, I do offer professional landscape services. Or excuse me, manscape services. Um, if you want, I mean, I do know how to get that perfect edge. So you just, I see you. God, I wish I did. Anyway, it's been a great weekend. I just keep thinking, um, it's been rough being a cocksucker. And people ask me, like, White Brady, why do you talk about it so much? You know, it's like, my mother always said, well, you should do what you're good at. And so I find myself doing that quite a bit. Um, I was wondering, like, what it would be like if we had something like a Dick Olympics? Well, bear with me. I mean, like, okay, so I thought we could have a sport like, um, Synchronized fisting. Um, and then maybe like, because uh, I know that I would definitely be on the all-American cocksucking team. And it's very, you ask me like, because you know, I do it all the time. So they say, but how do you stay in shape for that? You know, what are, what are the kinds of things that we have to do to keep in shape to be an all-American cocksucker? Now, so one of the things that we do, are there any Catholic people in the house tonight? Any Catholics? Okay, good. Okay, hold on one, one second here. I'm also dressed appropriately, so you might, you might, this might trigger you. I don't know. Okay. So you get down on your knees, you got to spread down like this. We call this the, um, the kneeling priest. Right. And, um, got to kind of, then you got to exercise your neck. You got to get this all, got this control. So you got to go from, you know, tip to taint, you know, tip to taint, you know what I'm saying? And then finally, this is what my father, this is what my priest taught me. He was kind of like, got to take it all in. You got to go, and then you got to kind of push your hand up like this, kind of, kind of push it up and. Ah, that is the blossoming lotus, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think we both saw heaven when I did that one. Um, let's see. Sometimes I have these fantasies, ladies and gentlemen, of um, I rewrote uh, Little Orphan Annie as Little Orphan Fanny. And I'll sing a little bit of it for you tonight. It goes, um, Your Sun'll come out tomorrow. 
Better be a bottom and he'll swallow. Oh my, come. He'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. All jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. These are my fantasies, ladies and gentlemen. I also wonder if I've been born with any kind of talent. Um, and if I missed out on the opportunity to become a marketing manager. Oh, she, oh she's gonna beat me now? Okay, she's gonna yell at me. All right, so I'm gonna do this one one more time because I just wanna sing tonight. So in my other fantasy, ladies and gentlemen, I wonder what it would have been like to go to the boys camp that could have been. You know, where um, we play ball, we play with balls all day long. Thank you. We take long showers, we go to the mess hall, all warm with sun, and we sing the, camp, the theme song to Camp Put It In Me and Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. And it goes to something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me, but it's in me every day. I love you, put it in me, Put it in me all the way on your shores. Put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady Pearson. Thank you, Pam. Yay, Brady Pearson! All the clapping, yay! I love your wizard coat as well. Your wizard coat of one color. It was lovely. I'm also wearing a wizard coat tonight. I'm, I'm dressed as the slay bitch ninja witch. All right, your next comedian. What? I'm sorry. Was that too? I watch Queer Eye Queen. Come on now, right? All right. I know. All right, cisgendered Pam. It's true. Oh, oh, you meant sis like sister. I thought you were calling me sis. I was like, no, I've got a little bit of, I wish I was like a, I wish I had a dick. Oh my God, I want all the rights and privileges that are attuned to being a man. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I mean, are you, right? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, if all it took was being, presenting as a guy to be respected? <laughs> my life would have been so different. Your next comedian, what a joy and a wonderment he is. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Bonds. Yay! Holy shit, Brady. Thank, thank you for that uh, great song, man. I pre We all appreciate that one from you, Brady. Yeah, that's my guy right there. Y'all give it up for Brady one more time, man. This guy, he's giving his all out here, man. Shit. Uh, I wasn't ready to get up here, but I'm going to talk about some shit, man. I just got added to a messenger group. Anybody get any unwanted ads in the messenger groups recently? You know what I'm saying? I was at a party and my buddy was like, hey, Mike, I'm going to add you to this messenger group. Just a bunch of guys doing some guy stuff. That's it. That's all I'm going to add you. I said, sure, why not? A couple days later, I started getting the most freakiest, nastiest videos I've ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, is this how men get? Is this what you're doing? I mean, it was dudes on there getting blowed by chicks and eating a Philly cheesesteak. I'm like, this shit is crazy. This shit is crazy. And three years later, I'm still in the group, guys. We're still in the group, you know. 
Matter of fact, next week we all gonna link up for a barbecue and talk about the old days and shit. You know, I'm just saying, you know. That's supposed to be a laugh there. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, oh shit, man. Um Sriracha sauce people, are you in here? Are you a Sriracha sauce? Are you you a Sriracha sauce person? Yeah. You fucking weirdo, man. <laughs> you know, Sriracha, y'all's from another planet. I mean, you, you guys really are. I've never seen people obsess over Sriracha sauce so much. You know what I mean? Like, everywhere you got to go, you got to bring Sriracha sauce with you. Everywhere you go, there's pretty much Sriracha sauce nowadays, you know? I didn't even know they had a fucking Sriracha sauce convention in San Diego every year, you know? Like, they get a bunch of motherfuckers together to talk about hot sauce? I mean, really, though. Like, what the fuck is going on there? But I'm going next year, so don't judge me, people. I'm going next year, you know? Oh, geez, I had another joke I was going to do, a newer one. Uh, this isn't an open mic. This is a showcase, so I'm going to say, all right, anyway. Anyway, um, oh, I just downloaded the McDonald's app the other day. I know, right? My life has changed drastically now. I'm like, shit, I didn't know McDonald's had deals like this. You know, but I got to stop fucking with that shit, though. But McDonald's, it calls you sometimes, doesn't it? You ever walk by a McDonald's and you just, you just hear the golden arches calling you? I got to stay away from that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? I go in there, they be like, you want your same order today, Mr. Bonds? Don't call me that shit. Don't do that. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, man. Um, what, uh, what, what was I going to do next? Uh, these are all new jokes, people. So these are all new jokes. Um, um, oh, we just had the uh, one-year anniversary of the uh, insurrection at the Capitol, right? Yeah. Right? Right, like, really, though, right? Like, we really want to celebrate this shit, you know what I'm saying? We really want to celebrate the stupidity. That's America, though, for you, though, you know what I mean? We're the only country that celebrates, like, Columbus Day and shit like that. When we realize the actual facts about it, we're like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? You know, we celebrate Thanksgiving, too. Like, what the fuck are we celebrating Thanksgiving for? Slaughtering of Native Americans? Is that what we're doing now? You know, and yesterday, I'm hearing people talking about, oh, we're having a barbecue for the one-year anniversary. Like, what in the fuck is going on here? You know, motherfuckers will celebrate anything these days. I think I'm going to celebrate the one-year anniversary of when I took the biggest shit of my life. Right? Damn it. America, what have we done? What have we done? You know? Oh, shit, man. Uh, I, I realized that uh, I picked up a couple of bad habits over this pandemic. First of all, you guys are all vaxxed in here. I'm, I'm taking it, right? Yeah, it should be some vax people. And if you're not vax, you you tripping right now. You tripping. This shit is out there. Because COVID ain't no joke, man. It ain't, you know. It just reinvented itself again. Now we got another strand? Like, damn. You know, COVID is going to have more strands than weed in a minute. You know what I'm saying? It's going to have more strands than weed in a minute. It's fucked up, too, because COVID is like the goat of all diseases now. That's what I'm labeling it, the goat. You know what I'm saying? It has it has been just just amazing with people these days. I'm like, damn, no, no, fuck the cholera, fuck the 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 the, the Spanish flu. It's all about COVID these days, you know. Like I said, it's a bad motherfucker too, man, because it came back like no other with this Omarion shit going on. You know what I mean? And who the fuck names these goddamn strands anyway? You know, I think it's high people that's naming this shit. You know, hey man, yo, we need a new name for this COVID. I don't know, man, but I got to take a flight to Delta Airlines. That's it. Hey, y'all, I'm been my time on Mike Bonds. Mike Bonds. Clearly smart.
smoking the Omicronic. That's his joke. That's his joke. I think I just stole that from him. Sorry about that. Uh, hey, I'm really excited about your next comedian. He's just the nicest. And we I miss playing magic with you. We need to play again. But it's so scary when we play because you just spank me so hard. Like, I just can't even. No, I mean, I didn't mean that in that way. I'm sorry. No, I mean in, like, the magic way, the Magic the Gathering way. Not in, like, I'm sorry. I'm digging my hole deeper. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Thank you. Uh, Brady left. Pam gave out sea suckers, and Brady finished that shit in like 30 seconds. That was, that was impressive. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I love like Marvel movies and everything. Uh, Spider-Man was freaking awesome. I do think they get a little lazy with the names sometimes, though. They just kind of take their power and add O to the end. Like the guy with electric powers is Electro. And the guy with like magnet powers is Magneto. The Flash was this close from being Speedo. He would have had the best costume though. Oh, would have been great. Uh, I'm I'm Jewish, so my favorite character is Magneto because he's like the only other Jew. But I think they kind of did him dirty because they're like, all right, we're gonna have a Jewish character. What should his powers be? The ability to pick up loose change. <laughs> When I, was, when I was younger, I had two pet rats, and people always get a little weirded out about that, but they were like, you know, small little cute pet rats. They weren't like New York, eat a chihuahua for dessert rats. They were, they were cute. I named them Zito and Chavez after my two favorite Oakland A's players. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know how psyched they would be about that, like knowing that two now dead rats have their names. I don't think they'd be super into that. Um, but no, I, I like rats. Uh, my girlfriend hates rats. She has a rat phobia, which is why I wrote five minutes of rat jokes where I say the word rat 50 times. Uh, she, she hates rats. She hates them so much that she won't even say the word rat. So when we're talking about it, we just call them R words. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're doing another one of those type of joke. Uh, so, like, it's fine internally, but, like, a few weeks ago, we were walking past this restaurant, and I told her that the restaurant had been closed because they found a bunch of R-words in the kitchen. <laughs> to which she responded, why don't we just kill all the R-words? <laughs> so, like, this purely innocent conversation, if you were to walk by, it would look like we are completely fine condoning genocide. <laughs> But we're still not quite ready to call them. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I like rats. Like, without rats, how would we know whether your makeup's gonna kill you or not, you know? We, we need them. I saw this study on addiction uh, where some scientists put a rat in a cage uh, with two buttons. One button would uh, dispense drugs, and the other button would dispense an Oreo cookie. And the scientists were trying to figure out which of the substances was the most addictive. What they actually found was the world's luckiest rat. I don't know why they used rats for this study. They could have gone straight to human testing. They would have had plenty of volunteers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Rats are cool. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, right? I want more Oreos and cocaine. <laughs> The study found that the cookies were as addictive as heroin, which 
kind of shows you that scientists are fucking stupid sometimes, right? Like, there's no way cookies are as addicting as heroin. Like, I've never seen someone steal a catalytic converter because they were, like, fiending for some snickerdoodles. <laughs> and also, like, even if it was as addicting as cocaine, what are we supposed to do with that information? Arrest Girl Scouts for dealing? Act? I'm actually all for that. I think we should arrest the Girl Scouts. Uh, Girl Scouts scare me. Girl Scouts scare the shit out of me. I have no evidence to help me prove this, but I'm pretty sure that Girl Scouts kill homeless people. Like, think about it. Nine, ten months out of the year, you go to BART or a Safeway, and you see, like, five, six homeless people sleeping outside. And then one morning in the early spring, you go and they vanished, replaced by four little girls in a box of cookies. Plus they have that new flavor, the uh, Soylent Green, and they're delicious, I'm just saying it's suspicious. All right, thanks for your time. Josh Kotsky, everyone! Soylent Green is people, it's people! No one remembers Charlton Heston, I do. I like that, jo I, Josh, I laughed really hard at your jokes, and. Yeah, that was just lovely. Uh, we have more comedians for you here. I'm excited about your next comedian. I'm really glad he's out and about again. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kelly Evans. Yay! Just made it sound like I had COVID. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm healthy. I was in Texas. Um, it's where my family is from. Uh, everybody thinks Texas is just all Republican. That's just, that's not the case. There are liberals in Texas. There's actually a lot of liberals but they're just not like California liberals. They're like, they're pro-choice, but they're also pro-guns and death penalty. So they're pro-choice, but anti-life, really. They're just, you know, they're like, you should be able to kill that fetus. And so should we, honestly. Can we get in there? We want to take a shot at it. Fucking shoot, throw it in the air. Let's skeet shoot this fucking thing. You know how small that is of a target? That'd be very impressive for the gun club, you know? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I went to, it, it's funny because here I think people think like I'm kind of masculine, but then I go to Texas and they just think I'm a pussy entirely. It's a very different uh, like it, vibe, I guess. Anyway, I'm not cool. I can't use good words. Um, I, uh, I was reminded, you know, you go home and like you remember all these like childhood memories. <clears throat> and I remember that um, when I was like, w basically until I was five, I had red hair. I was born with red hair, and then it just went away. Uh, but the thing is, nobody in my family has red hair, so nobody else did. And I grew up in the 80s, and uh, old people used to love to make this joke uh, whenever you were different from your parents. They'd be like, ah, who gave you the red hair, huh? The mailman? <laughs> ah. You know that fun joke, right? About how my mom is an uncontrollable cheating whore. Hilarious. I'm five years old. What the fuck is wrong with these old people? Seriously. That's like, you're just like, hey, you know the woman who uh, tucks you in every night and feeds you cookies? Kind of a slut. She's a little bit of a slut. Yeah. I'm like, my mom, is. there's pr plenty of scientific reasons why I might have red hair. And then, you know, nobody else in my family has red hair. Like, um, my grandma's a slut, you know? My grandma, <laughs> she was, turns out 23andMe is uh, useful also more useful than just telling white people that they can call themselves Indian. Ah, uh, butchered that. Fuck it. Um, anybody taking therapy? 
doing therapy? It sounds like a drug. Anybody huffing therapy? Is anybody snorting some therapy? I feel like I'm talking about drugs now. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm taking therapy. It's teletherapy. Is anybody else on tele? Have you done teletherapy? Yeah, right? Is that just what we're doing now is teletherapy? Just so, like, really? It's like, that's the best place for me to tell my problems over a bad Wi-Fi connection? Like, I'm just talking about everything. I'm like, you know, I just I have a hard time talking about my emotions because my parents weren't really there for me. You know, I just like I'm really struggling just to make bonds with people and to keep up like open channels of communication. And, you know, like, I just don't know what I should do about it. And then their response is, uh, I'm sorry, what did you say? You cut out. You what was that? I didn't. Can you say that again? I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm just going to fucking this is pointless. Um I worked in restaurants for a long time. Hospitality people, anyone? Nope. Cool. Good for you for being successful. Go fuck yourselves. Um, I, uh, I worked in restaurants for years, and a lot of people ask, like, what's the craziest, like, diner you had? And the diners are fine. There's not really... It's the employees that are fucking insane, all right? They're completely just batshit crazy. I work with this woman, Denise, who is nuts. She would constantly talk about her son. She's like, yeah, he got glue in his ear today and I had to pick him up from school. I was like, okay. And I, and because she would like, she would just tell people that uh, his father had a huge dick. She'd be like, yeah, he just had such a, it was like 10 inch dick. It was amazing. Uh, and they'd just be like, can I get the snapper please? <laughs> can you <laughs> stop talking about this? And it's like, I get why he put glue in his ears. He did not want to hear your fucking stories anymore. This is a nightmare. She's like, she'd do things like I would walk around the corner. She's on the dining room floor, hand in pants, just fucking going, you know, just scratching herself. She's like, it's really itchy today. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Wash your hands. And then the craziest thing she did is she sold pregnancy porn because she was pregnant while we worked together. And she was like, yeah, she was, she would talk about it all the time. She's like, yeah, we fuck all the time. And I'm selling these videos, da, 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 da. And I'm like, do you think, are you going to have to stop at a certain point? It's like, no, I didn't stop. You should have sex right to the day of, you know, I did with my last husband. I was like, didn't you tell me you just picked up your kid for putting glue in his ears? I feel like maybe the dick did some damage, you know, I feel <laughs> all right. Um, I don't have enough time. So I'm going to stop there. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. No, oh, that was illuminating. Mm, yay. All right, I'm really excited about your next comedian. You came all the way from Santa Rosa and put your hands together for Tigo Lopez. Yay! Yeah, this is, is this, is, am I supposed to do it this way? Is this how we're doing it? All right, how are you? How are you? Good, man. Ah, oh, we're doing great. Good. Ah, oh, that was that one girl, the blonde haired girl that was here. What was her name? That was so nice to see. Like, that's how I would look if I were a woman. Yeah, she's like my female doppelganger, dude. Fuck, man. <sighs> was anyone else, okay, was anyone else, uh, and I'm so sorry that th th this is not, okay, this is the world that put the stereotype in me, okay? When the black guy said, I don't get hot sauce, I was like, what? That's not what I've been taught. <laughs> okay, just me, fine. Oh, God, I saw The Matrix Resurrections. Did anyone see that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? No? Yeah, saw you saw it? You saw what a load of garbage it was? What a load of garbage! Oh, my God, it sucks so bad, dude. Three Matrix movies. Neo getting all these powers together, and now all he has to do is this? 
that's it. It's just two hours of Neo going. <laughs> you suck. <sighs> Fuck, dude. Sorry, I didn't mean to start on such a negative, negative thing. I'm just, I'm just in it for Neo. <sighs> I was thinking about is uh, a thought I had. I was thinking about um, how your birthday and your mother's death day could be on the same day back then. I still don't have a punchline for that, but I think about it constantly. Here's another thought I had. Anyone ever go to jail? Who's been to jail? You've been to jail? Yeah, man. Fuck it. I, I did my time, man. Crystal meth. Don't do it. Not fun. Uh, sucking dicks is fun, though. We'll tell you that on crystal meth. Man, I'm not gay at all, but I sucked a lot of dicks, dude. <laughs> and each one was fun. I don't get it. Anyway, that wasn't the point of that joke. Uh, <laughs> so I was in jail, and there was this guy who got caught uh, jerking off in front of the park and uh, Fish Park. We called him the Fish Park Jacker. And he ended up being my cellmate, which was a lot of fun from a comedian's perspective. And he was convinced that his father was a robot. And <laughs> I got to hear the whole story because that's what happens. You don't know how crazy your cellmate is until that door clicks behind you. And then he's just like, oh, get ready for a whole lot of fun. So I was trying to convince him not to do stupid shit because he was going to get released. And he was like talking about his, he had this tattoo that said nasi en contra, which means I was born against. It's and it's Spanish, and he goes, "Nah, dude, it's Latin, dude." He liked to bookend all his sentences with "dudes," dude, it's Latin, dude. I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, like Latin people, you know." I'm like, "That's not what." No, I didn't. I didn't disagree with him, and I'm like, "No." And uh, he was just talking about how he was gonna fucking drink a beer and smoke a joint when he got out, and I'm like, "Bro, Robert, listen to me. That's a horrible idea." You will be on probation. Do not smoke or drink when you get out. Nah, dude, I'm a do me, dude. Fucking, he gets released. The next day, guys, the next fucking day, I'm out in the fucking rec room. I'm watching TV, and someone taps my shoulder and goes, look who's fucking rolling up. It's Robert. I'm like, what how, What the fuck did you do? He goes, dude, I had a beard, dude. <laughs> he just got put, he got back into my cell. They made him my son. They were like, well, fucking, they probably just took his paperwork out of the trash, smoothed it out. They're like, well, fucking put him back. You know how fucking crazy that was for him? He was like, it's like I never left. It was like a dream, dude. I'm like, it was, bro. <laughs> My dad says sniffing cocaine. It's just, there's no segues. It's just one to the next. My dad says sniffing cocaine, and I love that. Papi, you can go around sniffing the cocaine, okay? My dad also says bullshit with a CH. Papi, that's a bunch of bullshit, papi, okay? You can go around, you know, sniffing cocaine. Which makes sense, because my father always used to tell me, Papi, sometimes you got to stop, and you got to snort the roses. Hi, my name is Tego Lopez. Thank you very much for playing along. Yay, Tego Lopez! Keep clapping! Yay!
Just so you know, hun or Uniac, you're going to be up next because the other people, but I'm going to do a set right now. So um, clap wildly for me. Yay. I'm also going to be double dipping here. I have to pee so badly. And I know that this cord is long enough that I can do this. And so I'm just going to do a little set from the potty because I have to pee really badly. And I don't want to ruin the show or do anything. Oh, look, somebody's peed on the ground. That's oh, Why do men always? It's, it's so funny to me. Like, OK, so I always was wondering, like, what is the purpose of pubic hair? And um, I mean, I haven't shaved recently, but there. But the reason is, I I, uh, I got it all. It all disappeared at one point, and then I went potty, and the pee went everywhere. So the purpose of pubic hair is to focus the hair into the toilet. I don't know if you know that. I'm oh, there we go. I peed the rest of the pee. That felt so good. Um, when I was little, I used to be a ballerina, and I was always late because of my mom. And she'd be like, and I had to pee. And she'd say, oh, you'll perform better if you have to pee. Wow, that's really yellow. Ooh, I should drink more water. Uh, but she was like, oh, you'll perform better if you have to pee. And so on stage, I'd always be holding in my pee, which is different than holding in your stomach. I think they just were trying to make me not chubby. Anyway, there was one year we were doing Swan Lake, and that year... There wasn't a black swan. There was a brown one. Okay, that was a poop joke. Um, oh, okay. Almost, almost. Um, I'm going to wash my hands, too. Look at this. You got to take the time. And then you got to do the little thing. Okay. La, 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 la. Uh, okay, so I was a mediocre, thank you. Uh, I was a mediocre girl ballerina, and when I was 11, I had my first trans moment. Uh, I wanted to be a boy because I wanted stage time. <laughs> you see, they used to, we were like 11 year old girls and we were all dancing around, and then uh, they, they had 25-year-old men lifting us, which was so weird. And I was like, let me be the boy. I'm 11, and I'll wear the tights and the little white beater, and I can have stage time. And the teacher was like, no. <laughs> and that was in 1985. Yay, I'm so old. Okay. That was really fun peeing, and I hope you enjoyed that as well. You see, I watched where I have my thank you. Yeah, I know. Anybody else? You guys all have pee fetishes? No? Like when people, no, I don't either. It's so confusing to me why I used to nanny, right? And like accidentally, baby boys have peed in my mouth. I did not enjoy it at all. So I can't imagine if it was like in an adult boy. Man, okay. <laughs> but, but it's, I'm just saying, like, I didn't, I wasn't enjoying the pee from the children. Um, it's hard to be a nanny. Like, I used to touch baby dicks for money. Like, that's the thing. They, uh, I, I nannied for so many people, and I respect them so much when they don't chop off the tips of their children's dicks. I'm like, circumcision, his choice, his decision. Why we got to have genital mutilation for American women from the 50s? Oh, why? With the Jews, I get it, all right? Covenant with Yahweh, something with the dicks. Like, oh, fine. And God can do whatever he wants with them. He can put them on his fingers like olives and eat them off. Or like he can put them on a salad like calamari or something. Uh, skin box. Whatever. It's God. We got a covenant. Fine. But like American ladies from the 50s on chopping the tips off their baby's dicks. Circumcision is choice. It's decision. Why? Why? Why would we do this? And it's because American women are lazy. 
Did you know if you put a 18-month-old baby boy in six inches of water, he will play with his own dick. It just happens. It's just biology. You don't have to work that hard. So why? Why do we quaff the top of the dick? Why? I don't get it. I just, I, it's the same thing. I have so much pubic hair, it's like I'm wearing a hair skirt. Like you can't see, I have no idea how to quaff the crash site. It's from 1974, that's when I was born. And it is swampy and hot and no one can find Charlie. (laughs) It's it's what I named my clitoris, Charlie. Jolette, the best a man can get. Obviously not. Uh, Did you hear about the new Gillette razor? Did you hear about it? 13 blades for the closest shave. And uh, the seventh blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower. Because <laughs> if you don't shave your pussy, you'll never be good enough. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks for laughing at my jokes. I'm Pam Benjamin. Yay! Yay! Hey, it's your here. Hunter, you're up next. Yay! Fuck yes, people. Let's do this. Hunter Uniac, yay! How are we doing, guys? Uh, I only got like a couple of quick jokes. So, um, did anybody get uh, cri- uh, Chris's presents? Nope, we were comics, we're broke. Okay, cool. Um, my dad always gives me um, $100 for every year of Christmas. So I decided to fuck with him this year. And he always gives me the same $100 the same exact way. He puts it in his hand, tries to shake mine. So I fucked with him by putting a, another $100 bill in my hand and then going up to shaking his and just holding on and waiting until we see who plays chicken, who gets $200 for Christmas. I took $100 immediately. All right. <laughs> what else? Dude? I'm, 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 uh, I'm not mature enough to be a carpenter. Uh, because I just draw dicks on the insides of walls all the fucking time. All right, and I love it. It's just beautiful to me. Because like, what I'm thinking is like, I'm, you're, a home is where you make memories. So every single memory that family is having in their home that they're made, it's just a bunch of my phallic pieces of art like inside the house all the fucking time. When a kid paints on a wall, bitch, I already painted on that wall. You're ruining my piece of art, you fucking child. All right, maybe that was too angry. <laughs> um, that's all we really wanted to work on, guys. I'm sorry I wasn't long of a set. But yeah, um... That's my time, guys. Give for Pam. Wow. Hunter Unia goes in with a hot minute. Hot minute from Hunter. Woo. Um, so Jason Cruz isn't here. Ian Levy isn't here. David Samuel isn't here. Martin Lobato isn't here. Nor is Peter Struckmer. Oh, no, Martin Lobato is here. I'm sorry. How could I miss you? You're wearing fucking bright yellow reflector gear. I know that you're there. Put your hands together, everybody, for next comedian, Martin Lobato. Yay! Happy 2010 to y'all. And going off of what he said, happy anniversary. Holy shit. A year ago, I saw a bunch of (laughs) crackers trying to crack the government. That kind of cracked me up. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was fucked up times last year. It really was. I think it was fucked up times because we were trying to make better entertainment for ourselves. Come on, like the Many Saints of Kabul, the first 48 featuring Gabby Petito, or um, my personal favorite, Rust, featuring Alec Baldwin. I don't know. Just shit I like to watch. (laughs) And I think we're just trying to one-up ourselves. Yeah, so tonight's basically short sets. I'll leave you off with a quick story. Approximately, let's say two weeks ago, I ate a mushroom at the Hoover Dam. And man, I was generating all kinds of energies out that motherfucker. 
definitely projecting <laughs> all kinds of fucking energies. For those of you that don't, don't know, the Hoover Dam is a hydroelectric dam. Whatever, that's one for the union workers. And then there was another time that I was eating mushrooms, taking a little trip. It kind of went bad because I ended up getting pulled over by a cop. Oh, my God. Let me tell you what. Have you never seen the fucking Kukui? He's asking for your license and registration. The car smelled like weed, so I pulled into a weed shop just trying to play it off. Like, it wasn't me, officer. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was them. That's all I got for tonight. Happy 2022, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Martin Lovato. This is crazy because everyone's like, oh, do you want to do, you've never done comedy before. No, you're just, you're being audience and it's great. I mean, because we're at, we're, we are bereft of comics at this moment. Like we've got people who are supposed to be coming by, but they just, I guess, haven't made it yet because there's other open mics that they must be at. So I guess the thing to do is, um, I don't know, either I go up and tell more jokes or we put on some music for a second and think they come back and then take off to the other open mic where it'd be like, Hey guys, sorry. You, <laughs> you pre this is one of the things about pre-sign. It's like, it gives you the opportunity to go from place to place, but also like, where, where are you guys? Uh, and, and they, I'm assuming they're at slate bar. Well, let's, let's just, uh, we'll listen to Blondie for just a sec. And then I don't know. We'll see what, what do you guys think? You can tell, you can t tell me what you think. Music.
Fair Peter's here. Yay! Peter's on stage. Everybody put your hands together for Peter. Yay! Hello. I didn't realize y'all were trying to end without me. Hi. We weren't trying to end. Just people weren't here. You're the last on the list. You're so responsible because you knew you were last on the list and so you should have been here by like 7.30 at normal times but none of the other people showed up because they're all irresponsible fucks. But you're amazing. Oh my you're God. here early and so you get all your time. Oh we're doing five God. minutes tonight. Oh my God. Everybody clap your hands for the amazing, wonderful Peter Strzok. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. You're looking very like girl with a dragon tattoo tonight, Pam. Um, I have a confession to make. Last night, um, I overdosed. Yeah, yeah, I overdosed on being gay. And how do you do that, you wonder? I'll tell you. Uh, it happens when you're out at a gay bar and they play levitating. Next thing you know, you're like, help, destruction is coming. Like when the music is too good, it hurts my heart. Not only did they play Dua Lipa, then they played Toxic and it was game over. Can you imagine if I had actually overdosed and the first place I came was Mutiny Radio? <laughs> Like, what a questionable life choice that would have been. Uh, no, this is a wonderful spot, just not if you want to avoid drugs. Uh, I'm gay. Yay. I should have realized I was gay a lot sooner in life. Like, growing up as a kid, I should have known. There's no straight boy who's binge-watching America's Next Top Model. Like, straight kids don't, like, you're not watching every episode of that room, of that show in your room if you're straight. Like, you want to be on top. You want to be on top. Turns out, no, I don't. Uh, I work in tech, in case you couldn't tell by my super punchable looking face. But I'm actually looking at a job in another industry right now. Uh, unfortunately, it's neither blow nor hand. But I think it's going to be a good fit for me, right? Here's the only caveat. It's in the sports industry. And as we have just established, I am a flaming homosexual. <laughs> yeah, uh, like growing up, I was never good at sports. Only thing I was good at in sports growing up was smelling the jock straps. All right, like I've never known how to throw a ball. I've also never agreed with the principle of throwing a ball because they're to be nourished and protected. Like every time I threw a ball, it was with the limpest of wrists to make up for the fact that my dick was super erect for the assistant coach. I don't know why I accidentally just did the Nazi salute, but here we are, Friday night. Pam Benjamin looked like an insurrectionist yesterday. Thank you for letting us remember through your wardrobe. So yes, I have to prepare for this interview. And so I'm watching a lot of sports games, but the only bars I go to to do that are in the Castro. So they're just playing RuPaul's Drag Race UK All-Star Season 3 Canada Edition. All right? Like, I'm not learning about sports from watching figure skating at the Tokyo Olympics. Were the Tokyo Olympics even the Winter Olympics? I feel like I fucked that up. I don't think, I don't think that. Did it, didn't it happen like a year late? But like they still called it the 2020 Olympics because we just couldn't let that go. 
Um, but no, I just don't think I'm going to get a job in sports, which like is fine. Like I've never idolized athletes growing up. Like here's who I idolized as a little kid. Mariah Carey. Yes. Yes. Like I didn't have friends in middle school. What I had in middle school was the emancipation of Mimi. I'd prance through the hallways hitting that high note from We Belong Together. Like, come back, baby, please, because we belong together. And that's right around the time I started to suspect I might be gay. No, I just always idolized Mariah Carey because I wanted to be a pop star, you know? Like, didn't any of you have that same fantasy when you were a little kid or 30? I don't know. I just thought, like, one day that would be me singing that tender and heartfelt ballad at the Billboard Awards. And I'd have boys to man as my backup singers, but then we'd also have a gangbang later. Or, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wearing one of those headset microphones because not only am I crushing the vocals but I'm also just nailing this like sultry but tasteful choreography <laughs> now trust me I understand the only headset microphone I should be wearing is the kind you wear in a fitting room of an old navy because that is where gays who want to be pop stars go to die the gene aisle like Rachel a size 34 classic 52 slim fit straight cut denim wash on the rocks with a twist. Like, they only make jean brands confusing so that militant gays in fitting rooms can finally feel like they're ordering around their coworkers on the Daydream World Tour. In conclusion, fashion is confusing so that gays who wear headsets can be mad on them. That has been my TED Talk. And that has also been my time. I am Peter Struckmeyer. Thank you. Woo! Peter Struckmeyer. Yay, yay, then yay. That was exciting. And yay. I'm glad you have experience with headsets. That's so good. Okay, so do I have a different is is who's giving me a ride to milk bar? Are, so we're are we doing it? Are you are? Okay, then we'll I guess we're yeah, I well then we're gonna shut it down. Hey, I'm really sorry, Mauricio, Jason, Ian, David, and those were the only people that didn't get up. But y'all were in the middle of the list and you didn't show up and you didn't say anything to me, so meow. All right, uh all right, bye. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. 
L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yeah, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah, right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, let's watch full length movies. Let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Since 1971, the San Francisco Tenants Union has been fighting for the rights of tenants and for the preservation of affordable housing in San Francisco. Starting from the struggle for rent control in the 1970s, the Tenants Union has been the city's leading advocate for tenants. The Tenants Union is supported by membership and counseling donations, and this enables advocacy to be uncompromising and not influenced by pressures from government or other funders. It is a 501c4 since it campaigns for political candidates, so generally donations are not tax deductible, although large donations may qualify. Please visit WFTU.org for more information. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Black, black, plastic. Mutiny Radio. FM Saturday noon to two every Saturday. All music, all night, all day. The ACLU of California reminds us that we have the right to speak out. Both the California Constitution and the First Amendment to the United States Constitution protect our rights to free expression. There are many questions we face when we decide to organize and speak out. Do we need a permit? Are there limitations? Or when or when can we not demonstrate? What about civil disobedience? For all of this information, please check out aclunc.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Alex! 
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way! What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, 
Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion, and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you gumuk back again with camera plus the lenses which are viewed and connected through our parallaxy daisy eichel in terms of any being a wormhole to another point, but viewed from the outside all points are visible, as the loop view. They spit out words as fast I can think them, and perhaps the writing is a mistake, but you must know, you must, from far away without matter, but there is matter. So this is entertainment? Yay be sure and subscribe, souls are at risk on a board game dop candle and in the pieces of puzzles oceanic life forms whoosh the sentinel up to the screen to say boop. Betty was here. Grafrakamiluk I wonder how we say it again. The sequence of Seekater is a palace of places with A, E, I, O, U etc and what is that but a story? To quicken is to jump paths, skip rope to the sidewalk crack and little green monsters growing in them, in concrete terms. So this is how we step back, the language, barrier blockade block dropped, visualized into a paper print, in serif font and stolen type. The kind that is steel. Once again, bodies in motion, clinging, stinging, watering from hole to hole, virtual and privates see what? Oh rights and justified fried pathways to recover. The river of tears, salty, or sugary, uplifted by chocolate like a factory, Charlie's Angel. Muffled noises are heard from that pie that we so desire, was it cherry or was it marrying of lime plus sorbeted raspy voiced sultry cocktail bar tip jar money. Welcome to the green room. The flowers are just there.
do you hear those party sounds? You know what time it is. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for happy hour here at Mutiny Radio, the happiest of two hours of indoor comedy that's dirty and outdoor comedy that's clean. It is time. Oh, yeah. We're, gonna, we're starting up this open mic right now. Because it's 6 o'clock, and it's time for everyone to take their chairs six feet apart. Look at that. Six feet distance from one another. Choose a chair that's six feet apart. Choose a, choose a chair that's six feet apart. It's a new game. It's like, it's like musical chairs, except that there's only a couple of them. So all the chairs are distanced six feet apart. Of course, everyone's wearing masks. Of course, they are listening audience. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, uh, there are unicorn cupcakes up at the front. If anybody needs sustenance, there is sugar at the front of the stage. You are welcome to take those. They are made by Hostess, not by me. So they have nothing in them except sugar. Yay, just sugar. There's no drugs in those at all. Yay. All right. Uh, Hey, Aaron, do a favor for me and throw me that list so that we can get started with this crazy open mic. Hell yeah. I looked through a book today of clean, I thought might, they might be clean jokes. and thought about, All right, that's a list. That's relatively full and exciting. And uh, No, uh, we have to be clean outside at the 7 o'clock show, but in here you can fuck swear all you want. You can talk about your dirty, dirty dick. You can talk about schmegma or schmegma farms. You can talk about harvesting your vaginal yeast to have yeast to bake bread in these crazy COVID times. Talk about anything you want. Doesn't matter. Dirty, clean, whatever. We're inside. Yeah, sh- dip in your balls and schmaltz. Yeah, you could have some confit balls right there. We can, get, we can get started on that. Hey, he's the first one up tonight. Thanks, everybody, for donating 2 to $5 for Mutiny Radio because, oh, my gosh, it's so expensive and COVID is crazy and I didn't get that last grant. I just got a thing in the mail today. They're like, you did not get the grant. 4,000 people applied for oh, 75 spaces, and we don't give a fuck about Mutiny Radio. That's what the city told me. It's okay. No, they do. I'm sure they do. All right, but I give a fuck about all the comedians tonight. Uh, it's going to be four-minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear a horn. That means you have a minute left to wrap it up. Uh, and then also if you're a new comedian, you can know what a minute feels like. That's kind of why I do it with the horn, because then you know. And it's radio, so everyone can hear you fuck up if you run the light. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Got my stopwatch going. Your first comedian, it's his first time here at Happy Hour, so you better clap your motherfucking hands together. Put them together for Thomas! Hello. Oh, I miss sports, everyone. I miss sports. Do any of you nerd, nerds uh, miss sports yourselves? No? No, I don't think you do, because you're at a Friday night independent radio comedy show. I'm going to go ahead and wager that uh, you're, all, you're all big nerds. But I miss sports a lot. I miss trash talk, probably the most about sports. Grown men yelling aggressive things at point-blank range at each other's face. Where else is that sort of heralded, praised in society other than maybe Bravo Network or something like that? I've tried listening, to, I've tried watching uh, Real Housewives. It just doesn't quite do the trick for me. 
quite honestly. There's always the threat of violence, but there's not enough violence to be totally fair. Um, shout out to my Vickies out in the crowd, my Vitches. Any Vicky fans here? What a pioneer. I'm glad that nobody knows who the fuck she is. Okay, moving on. Um, some of my favorite trash talk is the things that athletes yell at each other that have just lost meaning over the years. Like if anyone does anything hype, anything in a stadium, what are the first two words out of every fan's mouth, every player's mouth? Let's go! Let's go! Y'all ready to go somewhere? Let's go! Where are we going? Fuck are we going? It's the top of the first inning, Dad. Double play ball. Let's go! Buzzer beater shot. Let's go! Girlfriend denies proposal of his of her boyfriend in front of 20,000 screaming fans. Let's go! You dodged a bullet, my dude. Another one that I really love is uh, uh, when people are trying to be like kind of intimidating, right? They just scored a touchdown or something. I don't play no motherfucking games. You do though, do I have really bad news for you, sir? It's actually the only thing you do to survive and provide for your family. I don't play no motherfucking games. That's like if I went to my job and I at the restaurant and I had like a table and then I went to uh, drop the check and I was like, I don't care about people. Have a wonderful evening. Bitch. Uh, I think I'm at the age where I can finally um, maybe work some shit talk into my daily routine within the confines of my life. I could just become like a little league coach, honestly. But then it's you're yelling at kids and they cry and they like run away and they get all quiet and then they need to impress you with their talent to make up for how bad they were. Okay, fine, You're, I've convinced myself. I think I will become a Little League coach. I think that sounds pretty fun. Um, I'd like to finish uh, with uh, a few impressions, perhaps. Uh, a few things I've been working really hard on. Um, the first is uh, an impression of um, Tom DeLong from Blink-182 uh, in the audience of a music festival. Tom DeLong looking Where are you? <laughs> Thank you. That's it. Uh, another, another. Oh, sorry, not that's it. There's one more, one more, uh, one, one more uh, impression I like to do before I go. This is Ryan Seacrest at Chipotle. Hi, I'll have a burrito. Uh, do you want uh, uh, black, uh, brown beans or or white? Or, or do you want brown rice or white rice? I will not be having brown rice or white rice, please. I just want I just want beans. Thank you. That's all. Anyway, that's all. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, there we go. Thomas! Yay! 
Ryan Seacrest is absolutely rice. Right. <laughs> no rice in the burrito. It's just filler. Don't have that. Why would you eat that? It's no flavor. It's dumb. Yay, Thomas. It looks like Gazamo, but I can't read without my glasses on. So clap your hands again to together for Thomas. All right. Your next comedian. Uh, I met him outside yesterday, and he said, how do I sign up for the open mic? And I was like, you just come by and feel unsafe and <laughs> sign up for the open mic. Uh, everyone's wearing their masks in here. We're, none of us are going to die. Everyone's under 40. Put your hands, except for me. Put your hands together for Aunt Rodriguez. Running and it's still in the lane. Now you cut off. There we go. I didn't know I was going to have four minutes today, so I'm just going to give you my Tinder profile real quick. Um, it's going to be short. It's going to be quick. It may be effective, so that's what I got today, all right? One joke. Um, things are changing around us, right? They really are. They're changing every day. And I grew up being a little bitch. I did. And I feared two things growing up, a Madagascar cockroach and rats. So the reason I grew up with them was because we, didn't, we grew up in an area that wasn't gentrified yet. And now we're trying to grow up and just get this thing going. So I'd go into the bathroom. And I see this big-ass cockroach, so that means I wasn't going to brush my teeth for the whole day. That's just what happened, all right? So um, eventually, I had to conquer this fear. And one thing I learned is that they're trying to brush their teeth, too. So I started getting a toothpick, got a little bristle, and I left them there. And they got the point, so now I have my little space, and they had theirs. And that's kind of what we had. Um, things changed after that. They did, because they stopped showing up. And that meant that... They weren't in my neighborhood anymore. That means that I was going to get my ass kicked out really soon. And I kind of got the point when I couldn't be there anymore. So I had to move to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I got out here, I kind of found them again. I think I found my crowd. So I think I'm sorry. This is all I had today. I thought you all was going bomb. So thank you that was his first time ever doing comedy. Put your hands together again for Ant Rodriguez. His first time ever. Did you eat a unicorn cupcake? Is everyone afraid of the Hostess unicorn cupcakes? Is that what's happening right now? They're, they they don't have pot in them. They're made by Hostess. Yay! Thanks, Thomas, for eating a weird little cup. Yay! Ant's having a cupcake too. There's nothing in them but Hostess. Usually there's marijuana inside them, but. I couldn't put them in the packages. It's too difficult. Uh, all right. Your next comedian. What a special uh, friend he is coming from all over the United States. Right now he's here for you. Put your hands together for Aaron Atkins. Yay. <laughs> it's supposed to be playing, and it's thinking. Here it goes. Our momentum is dead. All right, Hi, how's everybody doing? All right, let's see what. Um, I tried. I tried. It's all good. It's all the one. All right, all right. Let's start out with something terrible. All right. Uh, so I was in Tacoma, Washington, right? Uh, and I, my, we were driving past the sports arena there. It's a big dome. It's called the Superdome. And my mom said to me, uh, "Aaron, you know, your your great uncle actually." Designed that building, it's called the Superdome. And I said, I'm sorry. Tell him that uh, I don't think it's super dumb. 
standing ovation. Did you guys? All right. Um, what else do I have that's not funny? Uh, oh, yeah. Do you want to hear my impression of women? Okay. Me, me, me. I'm cold. Thank you. Um, women be cold, though. Am I right? Women be cold. All right, whatever. Fucking men in the room, jeez. Freaking feminism ruining everything. Um, I'm just going to say this one again because no one thought it was funny. Last time on my first day of public school, some fool was showing me around like all the basketball courts, and he was like, yeah, this is where we play basketball. And I was like, oh, a shizzle. He's like, you don't have to say that. And I was like, okay, I'll just say it on stage. What the hell is a dancery, too? She says dancery. Like, it's like 1800s in this saloon. Hateration, holleration. Um... So you guys know Jerry Seinfeld was dating a 17-year-old when he was 38? Everybody say boo. Everybody say boo. 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 I'm going to make fun of it. All right. You want to hear my impression? <laughs> you want to hear my impression of Jerry Seinfeld? <clears throat> All right. What's the deal with women? Always asking you to pick them up from school. Um, don't you just hate it when your girlfriend's parents are the same age as you? Um follow up that women joke. Uh, I hope no one's offended about my impression of women. Respect. I respect. That's how I, that's I respect women, so I just go around being like, respect. You're not a woman. Take that back. Respect. Um, let the record show that killed. Uh, thank you, sir. I'm actually very secure about my body. Uh, so I was in, when I was in rehab, I was in rehab. <laughs> Nathan Lowe, everybody. That was a way better riff. Though. I had nothing on my mind. I hate that shit. I hate it when literally anybody interrupts any show ever because I'm just like, I got <laughs> nothing funny about that. Just read it. That's what we're going to do. Just anytime. All right. Anyways, when I went to rehab, uh, people started like starting rumors for me, like rumors about me at school, school saying like, oh, he died. I was like, that unfortunately, no. I just wanted, like, I just wish I could have been there. Like, I wasn't sad that they, like, made up rumors about me. I just said the rumors were so fucking lame, you know? Like, I wish I could have gone back and been like, Aaron has a dirt bike. And this dancery. Alright, alright. Fuck Dr. Seuss. Fuck Dr. Seuss. I'm getting a phone call. I got a... A better comedian would answer that. I'm going to decline that because I don't have anything funny to say about it. Um, yeah, so I, I, I was in rehab. One of the guys I was in rehab with, he was like, we were in a group, and he was like, me? Why am I here? You want to know why I'm here? Because I'm a master manipulator. And we're like, apparently not, dude. Like, didn't you get expelled from Sarah Lawrence for saying the N-word to prove that it's still offensive? Like, obviously not. Did I not? I, that was a confidentiality thing I just broke, but whatever. <laughs> um, God, okay. I'm going to do the greatest hits. All right, so I just watched a guy. If you know the word, sing along. I just, uh, I just, I, the other day I saw a guy get arrested trying to steal uh, frozen food from the Indian market. Yeah. Instant korma. 
generation holleration in this dancery. Um, did, did I stay up a little bit too long after that one? Uh, do, 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 do. I got to end on a high note. Um, let me end on a high note. Let me end on a high note. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here, here. So I'm a, I'm a quarter Asian. Oh yeah, I'm a quarter Asian, so I'm technically a person of color. Technicolor, thank you. Boom. And this dancer. My name is Aaron Atkins. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Aaron Atkins, everyone. Hooray! Yay, and then yay. Dancery. I'm done down with it. Uh, hey, uh, your next comedian. You signed up fourth on the list. That's so funny when people look at me like I'm an insane person when they're like, what do you mean I'm up next? I'm like, you signed up fourth. Do you not know how to count? Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Pancake. know it's coming. You ain't never seen nothing, but I know that I'm coming. Tried to set me up, but I know that I'm coming. 11th on Racine, and you know that I'm busting. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm, I'm right on time. Uh, I'm Pancake, the Serve King. I, I got that that stage name because I was bullied. You can laugh, it's okay. No, really. Um, look, I, I'm going to be referring to the good text here, <laughs> and I'm going to begin with a small ceremony. Excuse me. Oh, O'Reilly. Okay. Um, look, I don't care what you've heard about him. You need to trust the Gordon's fishermen. Okay. I, um, I'd like to get into uh, some comedy here, but uh, first... First, uh, I, when I say I saw this article, you ask me, what did it say? Okay, so I saw this article. I don't know. I didn't read it. But I'm an expert. I'm an expert on the headline. And, and here is that article now. This is the New York Times Business Sunday edition. If I could direct you all to the back of this, you would see how far back and to the left. The libtards have become in New York City, okay? Behind every great restaurant is a woman. That means stay in the kitchen. I know. I know. I'm not, I'm not one to cause trouble, okay? I'm not a, a Bill Burr type, okay? I, I, I'm not Bill Barr, that's for sure. But, uh... Uh, let's get into uh, my routine here. If I ever were to wear blackface continuously, I would only do it to see how many times I got pulled over in a week. This is the 12th time, officer. It could be the 7th, but I'm going to say it's the 13th. I wipe my face. Surprise! 
This is an outrage. Proof. He's going to go to bed thinking, oh, man, I'm thinking about this. Um, look, look, as you can hear in my voice, <laughs> I am a Lyft driver. D do you ever wonder where all those stains in my car come from? It's just where I tried to peacefully detain a spider, okay? Look, we've, we've all been in lockdown for, for several, several weeks, but every night since George Floyd's murder, it's sounded like the mist or the happening right outside my door. Every night. No? Thank you? Well got to stop improvising on my sets. Look, I had a dream that I was washing my hands with men and women in the restroom. There were dead bees in the sink, but uh, that's uh, neither here nor there. But that's what made it uh, uh, so jarring for you. Honk, honk, get it. Uh, no, I can't, no, stop. Okay, okay, okay. So I was walking around with a $20 bill in my pocket, and I needed to use the restroom in public. Well, I didn't want to use a public restroom. I wanted to use a nice one that, like, employees use, right? And so they're like, sorry, there's no room at the inn. And I'm like, uh, well, do you want me to, to go in the street? Do you, do you want me to break into your neighbor and use their facilities? And they're like, no, it's, that's up to you, man. And I'm like, is this a society that you want to live in? Finally, I get to this really nice establishment. And I flash that $20 bill, and I say, can I use your restroom? And they say, yep, dude, just come in. I don't, come on. Who's been turning you down for $20? I'm pancake. Thank you. Sorry. I got my semi and I'm rolling on the Pancake. Overpaying. Or who call who called you? You should have gotten it on since uh hey, that was pancake. Yay! Yay. Uh your next comedian, sometimes he has a guitar, sometimes he doesn't. I don't know what he's going to do right now, but he's gonna make you laugh. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like mode. Motion for Josh, yay! I got up too quickly. I was sitting, I was cross-legged, and all the blood's flung down through my butt into my uh, leg region. I'm seeing stars. That's just Nathan Lowe. Oh, I know. Anyway. Baseball is back. Baseball is back, right? Nobody cares. I'll rephrase that. Nobody under 60 cares. George the who, the what now? Police brutality, who? Oh, baseball is back? Oh, great. To give you an idea of how out of touch your average MLB fan is these days, like last A's game I went to, we got to the seventh inning stretch and we're singing Take Me Out at the Ball Game. We get to that part in the song where he's like, you know, if they don't win, it's a shame. And the guy next to me is like, oh, it's one, two, three, four, five. 
what are we doing? And like, uh, and people, I know, like, I don't, I don't think anyone here has anyone here have kids. Nobody here has kids. If you have kids, don't fucking take them to the baseball game. Like, if you have money to sit in my section, like you have money for a sitter, because like, I would, if I did the shit that people's kids did at a baseball game, I would go to prison, not jail, just straight to prison. I would be getting sodomized by dinner time. Like, if I just stood in front of you, innings like two through eight, just stood directly in front of you, just crotch, ass crotch and I just dug my fingers into your nacho helmet and just wiped cheese all over your nice new jersey and just like my, my dad's better than you yeah like i would go to prison straight up control your kids uh at the game or just don't bring them and you know another thing is don't don't take your kids to uh to disneyland like before a certain day like i see people at disneyland with their kids like five years old I'm like they're not gonna remember that don't take your kids to disneyland they're not gonna remember like if you and that's this is not comedy this is just like advice on where to not use your disposable income at like it's just don't like if you as an adult person need mr toad's wild ride in your life and you can't find a sitter like more power to you great go ahead and go but like don't be resentful against your kids for years and years because the only part they remember about disneyland was thrown up on the teacups not fair to them it's not fair to you so yeah don't let me see you at disneyland with your five-year-old i'm i'm there all the time the happiest place on earth okay um no but i do have a kid scary as that is to like look at me just absorb that this is good radio look at me um yeah absorb that fact uh I, you know and i had him very young it's really great me and my kid were almost the same age he's turning 18 i am a svelte 23 so again good radio here um no i'm only half lying i had him when i was 16 uh so he's turning 18 now, you guys can do the math there, right? It's not a pretty picture. But the best thing about, the um, best thing about, getting my, you know, his, so the baby mama's 17, I'm 16, and we had him. The best thing about procreating uh, with a 17-year-old when you're 16 is you get to have sex with a jailbait and a MILF at the same time. It's the only, it's the only, it's the only time when it's okay to do that. And uh, you get a, you get a prison. Yeah, people ask me like, "Do you, hey, do you let like you know you have such a good relationship with your kid? You let your kid smoke weed?" I'm like, "I let my kid smoke weed. He's, he's my dealer. I gotta. I'm not gonna pay club price for dabs. Come on, <laughs> this is what you. This is why you have a kid. Uh, yeah. Now him and me. Now that he's 18, we're gonna start a chain of vape stores. We're gonna sell vape stuff. We're gonna sell R&B records. Gonna be called. I heard it through the vape vine. So follow us on Instagram. Um, if that doesn't work, we're going to sell vape stuff and books. We'll call it the Vapes of Wrath for those of you that read. Yeah, yeah, we read. And uh, I think the real money in vapes is selling it just to kids, right? So we're going to open a vape store that sells just to kids. It's going to be called Statutory Vape. All of, our, all of our customers wanted to shop there. I don't know why we're making a federal case out of this. Um... I love my girlfriend a lot. Um, we've been together a long time. If you want an idea of how long uh, we didn't meet on Tinder, we met on Craigslist. And we, yeah, but I mean, the romance is still there. We no longer Netflix and chill. We eat checks, mix, and pay bills. Still, the romance is there. And she's so smart and so funny. I told her, honey, you should be a stand-up. She's like, really, me? Why would I? Why do you think I'd be good at stand-up? I said, honey, you're white. White people are good at anything where you got to like own the whole room of people. I'm Josh Kahn. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, folks. <laughs> Josh Kahn, everyone! Yes! That was lovely. 
That was, that was beautiful energy. What a great set. Hey, uh, stars all around. Uh, we're seeing stars. He's, this, this might be his last open mic with us, so you better clap your hands together like a crazy bitch. Uh, for your next comedian, it's Nathan Lowe. Hi, hi, hi. If you heard your last comedian, I'm a star. Very excited about being a star. My gosh. Give it up for your last comedian. Killed it. Room full of white people. Inspired. It's like it's so, so hard to be racist these days. And Thomas, too, didn't get the credit he deserved. It was also his first time doing stand-up comedy tonight. <laughs> Fucking firebombed the place, and not like his last joke. Like this one, no one felt uncomfortable even a little bit. You're very easy to like. <laughs> Aaron Atkins went up that fucking walking, talking TikTok. Where'd he go? <laughs> went outside with Pancake. They're practicing dances right now. In this dancery. <laughs> He just kept saying it at the end of every time. It made me laugh harder every single time. No, but I am moving. I'm moving to Los Angeles. <laughs> Mixed response. You can tell who has good self-esteem in here. I don't, so I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm like looking for places, looking for rooms. I put up a photo, which I thought was cool to do, on like comedy scene, a couple other like Facebook pages, like, hey, this is me. This is my face. I am looking for roommates. This is my budget. This is Dom, etc. Uh, turns out, gay guys don't really need Grinder. They turn every app into Grinder. <laughs> I no, I got a lot of messages. Guess how many of them were about apartments? How? Guess how many? Not like fucking maybe one, like maybe one, but it was like half. It was like I have a three bedroom available on my face. Some of them weren't that subtle. One of them just said, "Fuck my carcass, you insatiable bison." I'm like, what do you do with that? Do you hit the like button? What do you <laughs> Where do we go from here? We've already taken it so far. There's no way to step it back. It's like I got a couple uh, acting gigs out of it, actually. Just, to, just the photo on the Facebook ad. lady hit me up, said, I think I have a role that would suit you. So I just got cast. I'm an erotic masseuse in a Walmart parking lot. I'm very excited about it. She said I had great bone structure and I showed real promise. I don't know. I, I do like one of them. She's like, you could do this acting gig. I have some roles for you real quick. Can you grow a mustache? I'm like, no. <laughs> now I feel self-conscious about it. I I'm not even there yet. And I'm already thinking like, man, my upper lip isn't good enough for this town. But my bottom lip, according to a couple guys, <laughs> Both of them together, that would really get me someplace. <laughs> it's going to be weird finding shit because I don't want to go down there and just do the acting thing because that's fucking lame and actors drive me nuts. But it's so funny how quickly I was just like, man, I'm going to maybe like a cleanse. Maybe I should just take care of my pores. What am I doing here? <laughs> like I live with girls for so long and y'all are crazy about your products and everything. Like I, I lived with three girls for a long time. It's just all these products in the bathroom just smell privilege out the ass. <laughs> like, dudes, we're selling ourselves short with, like, just sandalwood. Just sandalwood? Really? They got all these smells? I'm like Augustus Blue from just rubbing all that shit <laughs> on my face. <laughs> smell like rose water. Someone was just, like, putting cigarettes out into it. 
My dick smells like an acai bowl. You got no idea what my life's like, dude. <laughs> it's going to be weird going down there. I do have this stupid, you know, copy, Trumpy face. Very Republican bone structure. A lot of people come up to me and just, like, assume that I, like, was in the military, like Ammer was. People come up to me like, hey, man, thanks for your service. I'm like, huh? I have to explain. I'm like, I'm not brave. I'm... 